going extinct. We don't know why. We don't know. They, well, we think they don't breed in captivity. It's a big crisis. But I was reading about this also. I like to like consume a lot of knowledge. In the San Diego Zoo, researchers taught the female panda sign language so they could find out what's up. What? Why aren't you trying to mate? And she signed back. His balls stink. So, we're gonna work on that. Maybe a cream. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Adam Strawbridge. Adam Strawbridge. We have a couple comedians left. We're gonna push it all the way and get everyone in. Your next comedian, I believe it's his first time ever doing comedy. So if you guys don't clap, I'm gonna stab you. Put your hands together for Stefan Montfont. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from around here. Uh, I came all the way from the UK. First time in, in the West Coast, it's been great. Uh, and I've been noticing a few things as being, you know, I'm, I am American. Uh, I have an American passport and I have an American birth certificate, which I brought because Donald Trump's in the state and I heard he's a pretty big fan of those. Um, so I've, you know, I've been noticing a few things as, as an American citizen that's never really lived in America. Um, and I noticed that you guys really don't like Donald Trump here. You know, he says some pretty crazy stuff and some, you know, racist shit. But it's not why I hate him. You know, I hate him for a much more personal reason. Um, is that's because Donald Trump uh, stole from the British people and David Cameron, our prime minister, um, the title of most offensive politician. And you might think, why, why is that a good thing? You know, uh, it's because we people from the UK uh, really enjoy our banter and just being offensive in general. So big thing for us. Um, so yeah, a few months ago, I'm sure you, I don't know if you heard about this, but. Uh, David Cameron was found out that he uh, fucked a pig's head. And no, that's not a euphemism for blowjob from where I'm from. That's literally what happened. He, f sorry, fucked a severed pig's head, as the Daily Mail put it. Um, so, you know, I was pretty happy. Uh, we had a pretty, pretty offensive dude uh, up in government, you know, making some good banner. And to be honest, it made Clinton look like, you know, child's play what he did, because he managed to fuck a pig's head get more popular in our country and didn't even have to resign. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, but a few weeks later, uh, Donald Trump announces presidency for the, for the president of the United States of America. Uh, and that really, really pissed me off. Because I knew that the first time I saw him on TV with his Make America Great Again hat, uh, David Cameron had lost his title. This guy, every single time he's on TV, managed to be more offensive than David Cameron. I mean, at this point, I'm more impressed than anything. It's like, <laughs> how, how do you do this? How, how do we decide that not, we have a rich bastard that fucks pigs, but you manage to get a guy who's super racist and does reality TV? Like, he's not even qualified for the job. <laughs> at, least, at least our guy you know, went to a good university and, and knows how to run, run the shit. This guy, who knows? But uh, what's, and, and my theory behind this, and I say this because I'm American, I can say this now because you can't be angry for me because I'm American, <laughs> even though I've never lived here, um, is that you, we need to be great. We need to be, be the best at everything. And somebody was really pissed that David Cameron did that in the Republican Party. I was like, this is not okay, guys. We need to be better. We need to have a guy that looks like an orangutan with just the hair on the top that's going to beat David Cameron. And they were right. There's no competition. What can you do? Um, but it, you know, it, it goes even further than that, because I, I recently read, uh, you know, we do read from where I'm from, even though it's Scotland. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty dark place. It's night at 3.30 in the afternoon. 
good reason to get drink in the morning, early in the day. Um, yeah, so I was reading and it came up that Mark Cuban would be open to the idea of being vice president for Donald Trump. And at that point, you're just making a TV show, like a reality TV show. I mean, that's the most American thing you can do and I find it's amazing. It would be called The Trump House um, and it, it, the script's already written. It's two TV star billionaires um, trying to run the USA, but they can't even run their own sports teams. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible. Uh, it would run for eight seasons, and I think we would all watch the shit out of that. Uh, thank you very much. You guys have been awesome. A genius at comedy, his first time, and he did a four minute straight. It was exactly four minutes on the button, on the nose. Nice work. He has a sense of timing. Your next comedian is, uh, he has great, he put out a video today because he puts them out every Friday. They're very, very funny. Go watch them. Watch them right now. It's Ashton Tate. What's up, guys? How you doing? Cool. Um, <laughs> Recently ran into a girl that I haven't seen since high school. She's doing great. She's still pregnant. Um, I think the uh, the most inspired. Okay, here we go. I think uh, when you live in a trailer, I did a little bit. And uh, the most inspiring gift your dad can get you for your birthday is a bounce house. It's a good gift. Um, so. I like uh, going to the mall. No, I don't really. How's that coffee? Doing good? Delicious. Cool. Let's plug the coffee. Um, I, uh, you know, chefs like it when you get, chefs like it when you eat all their food. You guys know that? You guys probably knew that. Um, I was, uh, I did that thing where uh, I like, I finished my food and I waved my napkin, you know, like that. I was like, woo. And uh, the chef was like really, I looked over and the chef was smiling at me from the kitchen. And I couldn't tell if it was like, cause he thought the food I w ate was really good or just the fact that he was Vietnamese. Um, <laughs> we got, come on guys, Vietnam War, never, never over. Yeah, waving the, yeah. So, yeah, never, yep, there we go. Just like Vietnam, you can't quit. You gotta keep explaining the joke. And uh, that's how it goes. But um, but yeah, I uh, restaurants. I'll just keep talking about restaurants. Um, the uh, I look forward to like dating when you're older, being uh, really old and going on a date. I mean, like really old. Um, no one here is that old, so I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. Um, I just like the I like the idea of being like so old that. Uh, if you're on a first date and you're saying nothing, people are like, wow, they must have been together for a long time. Be, be a lot of pressure off me. Because um, the older you get, the less you have to say to one another. I think that's pretty cool. And, okay. Um, I uh, read that uh, McDonald's, they make it so your seats are really uncomfortable in the restaurant. They don't want people to sit there and eat for a long time. Well, guess who now eats in the bathroom? So... <laughs> Take that corporate America, you can't win. Uh, one thing I respect about serial killers is the fact that they're able to find roommates who don't use the fridge. <laughs> it's just like no box dinners, no nothing. These guys are great. Um, 
Stayed, uh, stayed at a motel, and the room I was staying in was uh, supposedly haunted. People thought the room I was staying in was haunted because a man hung himself there the week before. But it's like, why would you believe in a ghost if he doesn't believe in himself? Um, I'm not, not sure. But um, I think uh, my friends talk about camping sometimes. It's pretty cool. I like to chime in on the old camping thing. Any other uh, Best Buy campers here? Anyone here like to camp at best for Best Buy stuff? It's pretty cool. It's like the, I bet like the most, camp, uh, just the idea of camping at Best Buy is pretty cool to me because, you know, you stay outdoors just to get something so you don't have to go outdoors again. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's my camping bit. All right. Well, uh, I, was, I saw this uh, l comedians who like to write their jokes on their hand. I saw this comic. He wrote the word fat on his hand. And you think you can just look at your hand. That doesn't seem like... <laughs> All right. All right, guys. My name's Ashton. Have a great weekend. Bye. Ashton Go watch his videos online. Your last comedian of the happy hour will make you super happy because he looks like he's going to sell you a car. Put your hands together. It's Zach O. Wiseman. I must go back to the army. I don't look like a car salesman. I look like I own puppets. <laughs> Huge difference. Okay, I'm gonna make you happy now. Here we go. Right, here we go. Okay, here we go. Right, here we go. My friend was having trouble sleeping the other night, and I was like, you know what you should do? You should lay on the floor and puke. Because everyone else I've seen laying on the floor and puking goes to bed real quick. <laughs> right out, man. <laughs> like a light. I think Donald Trump was black. He'd be like the coolest person in America. Nobody would have any problems with him at all. He's like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a giant tower and put my name on the side. He would be like, fuck yeah, dude. It's great. Good for you, man. That's all I got for that. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Here we go. I'm going to make you happy. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Make you, make you real happy. Nope, I don't think so. Nope, nope. I don't know if I am. I don't know. Well, I really got to make it at this comedy thing, guys. Really got to really pull that off. Because <laughs> I've lived myself into a corner. I've uh, made a bunch of decisions, and now I have no options. Uh, but I think, I think I will. I'll probably be like the, like the Larry Cable guy of comedy, you know? <laughs> it'll be like the Larry the Cable guy. Well, instead of Larry, it'll be Zach, obviously. And say that instead of cable guy, it'll be uh, found dead. <laughs> huh? Suicide jokes. You guys don't know how fucking rough it is to get sick of your suicide.
is one where lost in thought I really feel I am Losing not an ounce of what you see in me, my lamb If you're not with me tomorrow, that would be the worst I'm glad I dreamed of what I dream of today, a thing was birth together Biting, I lay on the ground while my hectic traveling partner wandered all around. Oh, all around, oh, all around, it's kept together.
ice cubes squeal and pop in my glass The heat sure got to me today They're calling for a storm, come rolling in So come on clouds and stay But they're passing on through my town They're passing on through my town Storm clouds are rolling in And they're just passing through
Good evening, San Francisco. It's 10 p.m. It's time for the night space. I'm Arden, your host, and I forgot to hit record, but whatever. The live broadcast should catch that. Anyway, uh, once again, I'm Arden. This is the night space. It's 10 p.m. here in San Francisco. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm, and uh, I've got a, one guest with me tonight in the booth, and then I'm going to have another guest uh, join me uh, probably around the 11 o'clock hour. And uh, it should be interesting tonight. We've got an all-new High Time Story Time. And uh, this one, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I did too many edibles today, and then uh, I smoked on top of that. And then uh, when the fog cleared, uh, there was a piece of writing in front of me. And uh, I'm not quite 100% certain on whether it's any good. Uh, the one thing I am certain of is I know where it came from, which is a story unto itself, which maybe we'll dive into a little later in the broadcast. Uh, let me start off by plugging myself in the usual ways. Uh, you can find me online at Arden, A-R-D-I-N, comedy.com. That's ArdenComedy.com. And you can find me on the Twitters and the Instagrams uh, at Arden Comedy and at Card- Arden Comedy, oddly enough. 
and then uh, otherwise you can try and stalk me other places but uh, if you want to find out where I'm going to be doing my stuff next at uh, ardentcomedy.com it has a uh, calendar on there. I update daily with anything. It's pretty blank right now. Uh, I've, I'll be honest. Uh, I've had a depressive episode last few days, so comedy has been kind of off the radar. Uh, just getting through work has been mainly the focus, so I can feed myself and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I'm gonna get back on it. I promise. Plus, I'm also trying to do some stuff for the station. If you'd like to buy advertising on MutinyRadio.fm, uh, is the web website or the station itself we get over a hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand downloads a month uh syndicated podcasts so if you're looking to get local san francisco exposure for your business add a friendly cpm for all those ad geeks out there who know what that means uh give me a contact at ardencomedy at gmail.com that's ardencomedy at gmail.com and uh you can also look uh the advertising tab on mutinyradio.fm for a little bit of information about the station and buying ads there uh so yeah anyway that's enough about me rambling about me as i so like to do uh so i'm gonna bring up mic number two and i have a lovely lady sitting next to me who's gonna oh. introduce herself because as i tell everybody on the night space i can't remember anybody's name because <laughs> i i just there's That's too awesome. much shit in my brain i can't do it so i i, I honestly want to try and record i can relate and that. remember so dope yeah. All right, my name is Geneva Restorta. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that you've been having a depressive episode because I'm right there with you. Um, I'm a local in San Francisco. I've got a podcast here on the station called 10 Bucks Transportation and a Potential Blowjob where I talk mm. to uh, men uh, mainly about sexuality and things um, oh. and stuff. I think this is going to be an interesting podcast because (laughs) I talk with people about sexuality and things and stuff on here too. Oh, so I think, and um, this, this is actually a reincarnation of my college radio show called oddly enough, the night space. And, uh, that was a relationship and dating talk show advice. Uh, if that made any sense, those words didn't go together right somehow, but, uh, I'll figure that out in post. Not, I wish that I was still in college too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that, that one, uh, all we did was talk about weird sex stuff. So, um, it should, it should be interesting. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue, continue introducing yourself and plugging yourself in any way you see fit. Um, I'm generally, um, just kind of sitting. Uh, I like to sit. Someone told me I do stand-up comedy and it looks like I just lay there. And, um, That is interesting. I like that. Uh-huh. I never, I've never laid down doing stand-up comedy before. I've seen but, comics do it. Uh, they clearly think they know a lot about my sexuality, uh, based on whatever I'm saying up there. If I, I, I if just did the, the curious dog head cock thing yeah. when you said they're, they, they <laughs> think they can intuit something about your sexuality up there. Well, when you say like, she's just lying there, right? uh, that's kind of like yeah. a reference. Yeah. Um, so, but I think they're on to something. I think mm-hmm. so. I'm going through this. I need to figure out what I'm angry about. I think <laughs> is my next step. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of, hmm. Because the only time I really uh, get passionate, I think of anger. I don't think of passionate Uh, love. Love, My love is fairly complacent, generally. uh, I was just kind of like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. 
or like yeah i love you mom like leave me alone yeah okay yeah unspoken but anger is something that i mean there's passive aggression but then there's like anger and i think that uh when it passes passive then it's interesting i uh i lash out my anger mm-hmm. I bottle right it, it's it, mm-hmm. I might not even know I'm bottling it but then one day it just it comes out right and uh, when it comes out on stage it's phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, because I channel it into the energy of the bit and suddenly the bit becomes a hundred times bigger than it used to be yeah and then everybody's loving it and then I'm going God I wish I could just figure out how to do this every time but you yeah know, same yeah uh, I would like to do that once like yes. that would be great <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a rare, it's like a maybe once a month, like it'll come out and it'll just like, bam, and it'll just all firing on all cylinders, you know, for an audience for like seven people, you know, and then a bunch of comics and I'm like, yes, and I'm like, <laughs> shit. Anyway, oh, creepy doll music. Yay. All right. That means it's time to get into high time story time. All right. So this is your first time on the show and I've written... An interesting little play uh, while it was baked today. And uh, the interesting part of this one is there are several parts tonight. It's a lot of characters. Yeah, I, I was actually counting on a couple more people staying from uh, the open mic than did. But, of course, there was a Warriors game and a full moon and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it's a full moon tonight. Is it? Oh. <laughs> I, I, was being faci- I was being facetious? Oh, yeah. okay. You're being funny. No, hyperbolic? No, that's not right. I was, I was being a dick. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is what happens when in- English majors smoke too much pot. They just, you know, round in circles, they talk. Anyway, so we've got a lot of parts, but I think we can handle this between the two of us if we divide and conquer. Okay. And plus, a couple of these parts only occur, like, r- randomly. Uh, so, as long as I don't get too high and forget, uh, <laughs> we should be all right. Okay. So, uh, ladies' choice... Uh, you choose your first character. Uh, I'll take funeral director. Okay, major part. Awesome. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I will take uh, Van Helsing opposite you. Okay. Um, near, uh, I'll I'll take witness. Okay, taking witness. Uh, I will take narrator. Okay, and what's left, Doctor Acula Aculard? Yeah. All oh, right. Did I say that wrong? Uh, that's okay. Uh, it's it's Doctor Acula. Oh. Alucard. Like Dr. Acula. Yeah. So if you could see how it was spelled. Yeah. So doctor. yeah, we're 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 getting ahead of ourselves, but we'll get into this anyway. Let me do the usual intro. Uh, this is air date uh, June seventh, twenty seventeen. High Time Story Time, Episode 18, Claustrophobia. Our characters are the funeral director, Van Helsing, witness, Dr. Acula Alucard, and narrator. And I think I was narrator in Van Helsing, correct? Uh, yes. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to take the music down just one notch. There we go. All right. Uh, we're inside a San Francisco funeral home. The funeral director is standing at a lectern giving a eulogy for a local reclusive millionaire. Today, we're here to honor a great man, a philanthropist, captain of industry, and pillar of the community. In the corner of the room, a witness sits. This man was a physician and healer. He kept late hours, working tirelessly to help patients in the middle of the night. And though his funeral is ill-attended... I'm sure the countless people he looked after over the years thank him for his work. 
Just then, the doors of the back of the funeral room, uh, far, yeah, funeral parlor burst open. A man in his 20s wearing a long tr trench coat, dark wire rim sunglasses, having crazy wild hair, enters the funeral parlor. Excuse me, can I help you? There's a service happening here. Sorry, bro. I gotta see that dead dude. Excuse me? Did you know the deceased? He's like Dracula, dude. Pardon? He's like Dracula, man. You know, a vampire. Like Twilight and all that, but like more murdery and less sexy stares. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. No way, May. I gotta stake that vamp. This man was a doctor, not a vampire. Oh, come on. It's so obvious. The name's an anagram. It's a coincidence. Really? Dr. Acula, Dr. Acula Alcard, that's Dracula, and then Dracula again spelled oh, backwards. Yeah. It's super lame, dude. He was an eccentric recluse. He probably changed his name to this because he found it amusing. That's a pretty lame dad joke, bro. Oh, was that a joke? <laughs> I'm still gonna have to ask you to leave. Fine, but can I stake him through the heart first? No! Man, you're really harshing my mail right now. This is like my job, man. You're messing with my job. Who pays you? Villagers, mostly. Sometimes detectives who are desperate. Old widows who think that their recently deceased husbands will come back and kill them. You know, like people. Oh, just me. Uh, just then, the witness stood up in front of the room. Can we hurry this along? I have a place. I, I have places. I have to be today. And who are you? I'm a task rabbit. What? I'm a task rabbit. Someone need needed me to fill in for them at this funeral so they could be somewhere else. I'm a professional stand-in. People pay you for this? 50 bucks an hour. That's more than I make vampire hunting. Sounds like a shitty gig. You have no idea. I'm banned from so many places. And I work the worst hours. And there's no medical. Well, what do you love to do? Uh, no. Well, do you love what you do? Oh, pardon. <laughs> That's all right. Do you love what you do? I do. I really question. do. Then maybe that's pay enough. That's you again. <laughs> I've heard some sappy stuff in this room, but that's some of the worst I've heard. Uh. Bitter much? Yeah, I am. Just then, the body of Dr. Acula Alucard rose from the coffin. That's me, right? Uh, can we hurry this up? I want to be undead before morning, people. The end. Wow. You thought of that? Yep. It's lovely. Is it, though? Is it? <laughs> What uh? What turned you on to vampire themes? Oh, so yeah, that was the getting into the like. This is uh, based on something stupid from my childhood. Um, when I was a kid, I remember I went to a funeral, uh, and uh, I asked my mother, uh, it, sitting in front of the car, is uh, Dracula in there? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that that's amusing. Let's play with that. Let's, you know, actually have uh, Dracula. Whose funeral yeah. was it? I don't know. Somebody. No one know. important. Yeah. Okay. I, I completely cut off that side of my family. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, 
yeah but uh anyway that was uh high time story times a little bit um thoughts critiques uh <laughs> should we never do that again i get that a lot from dan uh you should never write again you mm-hmm. know stuff like that definitely yeah well, Dan was very nice to me today, and I think almost when someone's very kind to you, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, I would much rather someone, you know, say that was really bad, because then I think, like, yeah. they believe I could do better. Yeah. And if someone's like, wow, See, that's- then I feel like I, w- I hit my peak. See, that, I, I got it. That's an interesting way to look at it, where it's they think you can do better. Mm. Uh, what was that? Uh, oh, someone waved at me on on uh, Messenger. Oh, cool. Hmm. Oh, hey, are you at Iron and Gold tonight? No, I'm not. Um, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, no, um, but no, because when I think people are disappointed in me, uh, I think that they think that I'm just terrible. Mm-hmm. But when you think of it as people think you can do better... It's like, oh, they believe in you. Like that's <laughs> that's a beat. That's not depressive. That's actually uh, like happy, happy. Like, yeah, I think because the family I come from is very much like we're so satisfied with what you've done, and uh, you always want what you don't have or right. what you can't have or whatever. Yeah. But my family's very much like you're perfect, and I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I have so much to work on. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad uh, my family's trying to understand what I'm going through, but mm. you know it's rough because you know they're all back in Jersey. I'm out here by myself, but I'm insisting on that, like I'm because I need to get better for me and like do this for me, this whole yeah, journey yeah, yeah. that I'm on. So um, I can't have them kind of influencing that. They've I've got to keep the distance. I'm very influenceable as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'll just I'll, I I want to make people happy and I'll just wind up doing whatever they want me to do Same. and in I'll just be miserable again but at least they're happy right I'll do sacrifice you find my that own just with them. people you're related to or like anyone I'll do that for anybody yeah like, well I'll put here's the thing I'll put myself out there for anybody once right mm-hmm. if you fuck me over you're done mm-hmm. but if you're good to me I'll keep doing that mm. you know as long as it doesn't become like you just manipulating using me right mm. But with, you know, my family, I just wanted them to be proud of me and happy with me and everything else. And they tell me they already are, but I'm, I'm always like, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, whatever. And yeah. It's the depressive mindset. It's that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Fun Fun stuff. Yeah. No, right. Just like creepy doll music. I it just had another memory of, I used to play with dolls. Like creepy doll <laughs> it's like uh it's, so my grandmother on my mother's side uh she had this huge like doll collection mm. and it was like a lot of like old porcelain doll stuff that's very and, cool yeah but some of it was kind of creepy but then also a lot of barbie stuff i think that was probably my mother's or something but i used to every time i used to go over there and play with them and like you know have stories and I, that's i was always a storyteller you know, did you tell the same story over and over again no just you know i always came up with new narratives new stories and stuff and oh okay yeah. did he typecast them I don't like. Know. Oh, she's the slut. No, like, she's I, the mom. I I can't remember what any of it was because oh, okay. this was you know that was like yeah, a long time. Yeah, long long time ago. Um, 
but yeah, but it was just one of those fascinating memories where I, I stupidly enough tried that over at OMG to like riff on that, and yeah, to ill effect because it was just well, that's OMG. Oh, that's that's the thing. I was like, like, that's a place where I like to try new shit just to hear myself say it, not not to get the audience reaction. Just to, just be like, all right, it's out there. Um, think about it. I think I think there's something there. I really do. I I you know just the way it sounded hitting the wall and just thud like you know just dunk, it just kind of died yeah. I, th- I think there's something there I think that could be gone something I think bring dolls up with you I would love yeah. to see you actually I mean not even just talk about it but actually playing with dolls oh, like yeah. as a visual joke I would laugh yeah um and not in like a stigmatized way just in a like I wish I was doing that way yeah no, I, I, I might actually just bring up dolls and then start acting out like, okay, so I've got the screenplay. All right, so we've got the slut harlot over here and we've got the like super guy, he's a spy. He's a, and like, you got ninjas coming down from here. Yeah. It's like, but it, then it would turn, it would turn into a standoff and that's when it becomes a soap opera. And it's like, well, I love you. Well, I love him. And he, it's mm. like, and you know, you find out everybody's sleeping with everybody. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Is it actually, is it 11 the, um, someone earlier on the open mic today here at Mutiny said that 11 is the threshold to being a slut. Do you have to sleep with 11 people? See, this is an issue. This is something I haven't thought of in a long time. Uh, partly because I'm living in San Francisco. <laughs> right. And it's like people are sleeping around. Like, you know, if you're counting numbers and putting value on the person based on that yeah. that's that, it's very non it's very san objective. francisco yeah it's very judgy uh-huh. it's very judgy and you know it, uh, social stigmas and preconceived notions and all these yeah. malarkey if i think of slut i mean what is this if i think of slut i just think of someone a woman who intimidates me see i i think the line is if there is a line and again mm-hmm. this comes to you know societal standards and bullshit mm. a slut is a woman who will f- sleep with anybody for no reason mm-hmm. right you don't have to have money you don't have to have looks you don't have to have you know a uh, good sense of humor you don't have to smell good you don't have to do anything right. and she doesn't you, get paid no either. no right she's doing this for o- her own gratification mm-hmm. um and just doing it mm-hmm. right but then i think that's that's my kind of idea mm-hmm. but then you get the guys who say no it's a woman who uses her sex to manipulate men and she'll sleep with anybody but it's always to get something it's like she slept with you because she wanted to ride in a fancy car she slept with you because she wanted something it was always she wanted something okay right. and it, but in your head that's not a slut that's just like a businesswoman. that's just someone who i mean that's that's manipulative and kind of sociopathic but at the same mm-hmm. time like if that's what drives you that's what drives you you know yeah. but that's not slutty behavior that's okay. that's just manipulative kind of you know social climbing behavior if you will. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of social climbers who do that. They sleep with one person to sleep to the next person to get to the next rung of something. And guys and girls do both, both do this. I've never, like, dreamed of a ride in a fancy car. That's never that, been that was me I've just kinda, that yeah. was That was me just kind of riffing. But, but, yeah. Totally. Guys, like, guys in cars, for sure. Or, uh... You can kind of tell, like, I've I've met guys who have picked me up or whatever at, in fancy cars, and it's like, I knew we'd have a fancy car. Yeah. But it's not so much an excitement, it's just like, I called that. Yeah. 
Well, what I want to do right now, and keep that thought about fancy cars and, and all this stuff, and I'm sure that, that shouldn't be hard because uh, I, I want to keep this conversation going, but I just wanted to uh, give a shout-out to my friends over at uh, the Cookie 415 uh, <laughs> down on Mission Street, just south of Cedar Chavez. Uh, they hooked me up today with all of the weed I'm smoking on the program tonight. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they gave me some free pre-rolls uh, for giving them a shout-out, so I want to make sure I paid due on that and about 20 minutes into the show which is prime listening time when people are really paying attention so yeah uh, on it well, i'm you know 11 years of marketing and advertising i should know how to do this stuff right and uh but yeah no those guys are awesome over there i highly suggest at least popping by the shop they've got a great selection of stuff uh they've got flowers they've got edibles they've got concentrates they've got uh all sorts of great stuff and the staff is friendly and warm and inviting and uh right next door in case you get lost, and this happens at least four times a day, uh, you wander into the wrong door, you'll be in Coffee Shop, which is a coffee shop. So it's a coffee shop called Coffee Shop. It's all one word, Coffee Shop, uh, capital C, capital S. And uh, that's my buddy Wilson over there runs that shop. And he's not paying me to do this. Uh, I actually kind of moonlight over there on occasion. And I was over there today. And uh, yeah, I was hanging out with the guys at 415. And uh, they hooked me up with some uh, flowers today. So I thank you guys again for hooking me up. And I hope that this sends a little bit of business your way. And uh, yeah, check them out, guys. Because if you need your meds, feel free to shop, uh, shop over there. They got good prices. And again, friendly staff. So... Flowers? What are flowers? Flowers is uh, another way of saying bud, which is another okay. way of saying uh, That's just nice. just uh, green or just weed. Yeah, uh, I've been learning I've all the lingo. I've never heard flowers. Trees, yeah, trees is another one. I'm learning all the lingo. Uh, is right. a person who writes. I like to have different ways to say things so I don't mm-hmm. get rep- re- repetitive. Repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can tell I've been smoking. I'm starting to get cotton mouth, and I really wish I could figure out whose water is which. Well, why don't? <laughs> Uh, no, it's okay. It's all, it's all good. I'm during the uh, so at around uh, ten till uh, before our special guest shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go put on the commercial break, uh, and then we're I'm gonna run over to the corner store get myself some more water and uh, anything you need. Yes, might need before they come on. Uh, but yeah, but that's in a little bit. I'm fine until I, I'm just gonna smart this pre-roll uh, because I I don't know why, but I love pre-rolls. I really do. Yeah, it's like someone took care of you in a way. Yeah, and also I, and Matthew Quirk, just he is relentless at making fun of me for this. Mm. Uh, I can't roll a joint to save my oh, life. Okay. I cannot. He said he has a method that he said he would show me, but the leprechaun bastard, uh, <laughs> he, he uh, has yet to. So uh, I hope he found his keys. I really, I hope he got uh, and saved time, Matt. Oh, bless um, him. Because he's, he's, he, he's, he's now, uh, he's, he's moving on up. He's moved into his van. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and I'm not saying that to be a dick. I'm saying, uh, he's actually saving mad bank right now on rent and all that, but living in his van, it's just minor inconveniences right. uh, that he has to deal with. So he's going to do that for a while. And then once he has all that fat cash, then he'll be better suited to, you know, improve his situation. So hmm. yeah. make That's it, nice make it smart, it. smart, but tough life choices. Right. Yeah. I guess that's the smart but tough. Mm-hmm. Please don't catch fire. I'm good. Yeah. I'm falling apart over here. It's okay. <laughs> the downsides to smoking marijuana. Um, usually I vape when I'm at home uh, because I find it's better for my lungs. 
uh, and better for my health in general. But uh, there's there is something about smoking a joint. I agree. I yeah, I very much so wish that smoking cigarettes wasn't bad for you because there was a time in my life when I just was able to like, go outside and smoke cigarettes and I uh, that was the happiest time of my life <laughs> but um, I would never do like an e-cig or anything like that but um, cig breaks like I was in college writing my dissertation going outside for cigarettes mm. that was amazing um, but now I have to find other ways to have breaks I don't know I find like a cigarette is a very like it's hard to not feel like you're on a break when you're smoking a cigarette. Right. Um, so I suppose I need to like develop a consciousness or a yeah. self-awareness that will tell me I'm on a break. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm associ- I associate weed with taking a break now. Nice. Yeah, which is nice because um, it is a break. It it, it uh, relieves my stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and uh, lets me chill out. Um, Oh, that, that's, it's your phone is, is it, it, phone. no, no, it's okay. Your phone's on the table and the f- table's buzzing the, um, the little, um, what do you call these springs here? Yeah. And the springs are buzzing into the microphone. That's yeah. it, it. It sounds like there's a demon in the studio, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's just a cell phone going buzz, buzz. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, it's weird. The people that are buzzing me right now, I tried to call like an hour ago and none of them were available. And it's like, uh, you that's know, San just Francisco, life. Man. Yeah, that's, totally. That's so, that, uh, do you find this in San Francisco where you make plans with people and then it just like everybody flakes out? Totally. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. That's really annoying. Like in New York, you'll you'll so this is i think the fundamental difference between new york and san francisco as i've observed from living in one place and living in the other for extended periods of time in new york it's very hard to make good friends all right it's easy to make acquaintances Mm -hmm. like hey how's it going you know oh we should totally hang out you know (laughs) uh and it's usually through work i hate that usually through work and but if you do make plans it's happening like there's no breaking it like it's fucking you're all showing up it's happening right in san francisco it's easy to make good friends right like everyone wants to be friendly you know as soon as you start sharing weed everyone wants to be your friend (laughs) uh and back when i used to booze oh you drink oh let's drink 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 everybody hangs out and everybody you know at first it'll be great right you'll get to know each other you'll get to like a little more than an acquaintance good spot and then all of a sudden it becomes impossible to ever make plans because everybody is fomoing all right there it's like oh i've got like five minutes with them and four minutes with them and six minutes with them and i gotta hop in an uber and i gotta be across town to do 20 minutes with this person oh, and I do the launch over here mm-hmm. and i'm like okay you're gonna do none of that like none of that's happening you're gonna wind up stuck at one of those cancel like six more down the line then maybe make and you're just gonna piss off a lot of people Mm -hmm. like just make a couple of plans and then make a couple plans and eventually you'll see everybody yeah well i'm very impressed that you find it easy to make friends that's cool i i'm um i got one of them faces where you either hate the shit out of me for some reason uh hmm. like the guy on bart uh I, i'll tell that story um because, someone hates you uh I, I i told it on stage it was the guy who called me the f word oh the faggot thing yeah yeah um, that word is come it's making a comeback i've heard faggot more in the past week than yeah. i've heard for years well pride is coming up and, uh, <laughs> of course. No, and and that's not me being. That's uh, I think there. I there's a lot of uh, 
just general hate speech going on right now. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's been cropping up this, the world. And I don't talk politics on the show, so I'm talking as broadly as I can to not get deep into. Generally? Yeah. No, I, I intentionally do that because I find it makes for terrible radio. It, you wind up talking in circles and just glad handing each other and it's just, okay. or, or just shouting at each other. And it's just, but there's many more topics. But the, the one thing I'll say on it is I feel that there's a lot more vitriol there than usual. Uh, and that it's just getting amped up by media coverage and also yeah. those groups feeling emboldened right now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that word and a whole bunch of other stuff is coming back in a way that uh, we're going to have to deal with pretty soon. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a, in a weird spot because there aren't a lot of words that are super offensive to me. Like, I'm a white woman Jew, and people yeah. kind of stopped fucking with Jews after World War II. That's coming back, too. It's coming back. Um, but, I mean, so a lot of these words that I hear, like, don't offend me. It's more so people I know. Yeah. So, and it's, there's this movement of, like, white people step back. Like, let yeah. us do the talking. And it's like, okay, like, go for it. <laughs> so I don't really know where my place is in yeah. all of that. Like, do, like, someone shouting faggot, I'm very heterosexual. Yeah. But do I step up anyway and say, yeah. like, I love gay people, well, but I'm not. So... <sighs> Here's the thing. I, I have a natural reaction to want to protect people and help people. Right. Uh, you know, comedy, I just want to make people happy. It's, it's kind of my motivating... Oh, uh, yeah. I get all teary and weepy myself. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big softie. Uh, and uh, so anyway, the long and short of it is uh, I find myself stepping in a lot more recently just because I'm just kind of tired of ignoring shit in some instances, especially when it's directly in my proximity. Like, if it's down the BART, like, car far enough, or if it's, like, down the, 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 uh, down the platform, and it doesn't seem like it's a physical threat, like, it's more like people talking crazy to each other, like, I won't intercede, but if there's a threat of physical violence or something, mm. I, I find myself more trying to intercede, like, at least verbally, you know, shouting and, and making a racket and drawing attention Have to the situation. Have you done that? Yeah. Uh, we had a guy, actually, who was uh, uh, on the street somewhere, I won't mention where I was, uh, just because... Uh, I was hanging out at a business and I don't want to drive people away from that business. This yeah, isn't yeah. a regular occurrence. It was a one side of the blue thing, but still. Uh, so anyway, this person uh, ran into the business and uh, the person running the business was like, can I help you? And it was a female employee and it was this guy who was clearly having a mental episode mm -hmm. and he cursed her out and he threatened physical violence. And, but then he walked out right away and I was sitting outside with a friend of mine and I, I shouted at him. I stopped him. I was like, you can't talk to people like that. You can't do that. And uh, he then threatened to shoot me. Uh, and so at this point, that switch in my head went off. And I was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Fucking shoot me. You know? And uh, he didn't because he didn't have a gun. Like I could tell he didn't have a gun. Uh, How can you tell that someone doesn't have because a gun? Because he could barely keep his pants up, let alone hide it or conceal a gun okay. uh, on his person. Uh, he, he was disheveled. He, he was barely clothed, we'll put it that oh, way. Oh, bless him. Yeah, and so, but the thing was, I was trying to engage with him a little bit to try and get him a little more
and it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, everybody. It's not gonna happen like last year. It's not gonna be a three to one, three to two, three to three. Meow. Yay! Yeah, I know. Well, no, I know. That's the whole thing. Is that it had to go back to? Oh, look, the the my phone is saying that the Warriors lost. Yay! Uh, yeah, it's terrible. I know. He had to come back to Oakland so that uh, they can make $4 million off the parking. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, the beer alone is $7 million. And the corn dogs, I mean, 500000 is a small percentage, but cool. Uh, I should start. I'm trying to, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. This is going to be interesting. I'm going to be selfish right now, and I'm going to pretend that I'm at, I'm at Cobb's on Sunday, because I'm at Cobb's on Sunday. Hey, everybody, help me pretend that I'm on Co- I'm at Cobb's on Sunday. So, oh, Pam Benjamin just got introduced. Yay! Hey! Oh, my God, you guys. I am the only female on the bill tonight. This is weird for me, but it's actually kind of great because I have a I have a clit the size of a baby dick. So I feel like I can be with all these dudes tonight. All these men is great. Got my tiny baby dick. I can wag it around, whack it in your face. Yay! I don't want to be a feminist. I hate. I hate being a fem. I'm a fem. I'm a dick. I'm a cunt. I'm a feminist. Meow. Here's the thing. All language is political, right? So, like, I'm a human. I'm a person. I'm a female. We're all people. I know it's not spelled that way, but boys have a people and girls have a vagina. So... Yeah, it's, well, you know, the only thing I can call myself is a feminist, because it's the only word without the word men in it. Spelling joke. Sorry, I was trying to help you out. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. It's like the precept of feminism. Walk in the door. Uh. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats! 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 Okay, that's the one I do for the ladies. Here's the one I do for the dudes. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on. Let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. Did I lose half the audience? That's fine. I'll get you back with this. Who misses Michelle Obama? <laughs> oh, I love Michelle. Do you miss do you miss Michelle Obama? Come on. Who doesn't? I love Michelle. Uh, Michelle tried to make children not be fat uh, or have diabetes, and that was great. Trying to change school lunches. Yeah. You know, and 
What's Melania gonna do, right? She's gonna plagiarize Michelle. She's gonna hate fat kids. That's cool. No, it's great. Because Melania's skinny and pretty and has huge tits. So anyone will listen to what she says, right? Because that's what we... I'm just saying it. As a feminist, no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. But what... What is Melania going to do with her first lady privileges? She's going to plagiarize Michelle Obama. And she's going to hate fat kids. And she's going to be all about bulimia. So she's going to teach kids how to be four times the consumer. You know? You eat four times the food. Where I really think Melania is going to hit is as an environmentalist. Because she's going to teach the kids to vomit into the composting. Reuse. Regurgitate. Recycle, right? Who wants to fuck bones? I guess Trump. Ah, oh, fuck Trump. Meow. Oh, terrible things. No, he's going to make me have a baby or some shit. Like, I'm a 42-year-old woman. I should not have babies. I like to drink on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, Thursdays. I like Tuesdays because it's two-two Tuesdays, and sometimes I can wear two-two and I can get drunk. And why? Because I don't fucking care. But the thing is, like, oh, you're gonna make me have a baby? You're gonna take away my abortion rights? Great, cool. So uh, now you're gonna have to give me some new tools because I'm gonna have to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. You see, we take the baby, we put it in the trunk with a sleeping bag. The baby, really comfortable, it's cool. That weird baby turns five and it's in some stupid parent-teacher conference and the teacher says, oh, your child said you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I didn't want this kid. Why are we here? And then years pass, and it finally turns 12, and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who's your dealer? I can bring you to Burning Man. We can have a good time. Everyone can have a good time if you just get on board. And it turns 15. starts doing cocaine. And I'm like, holy shit. It teaches me the best pro tip if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we call five. And then it turns 17 and it dies from this crazy, like, speedball overdose, cocaine and heroin. And I'm like, wow, 17 years. This is 17-year late-term abortion. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Congratulations. Oh, I'm a nanny, so I take care of children for money. That's a thing. Really? Yeah, no, I really do. I, small children are in my care, 
and that's nice. I was, um, I like to appropriate like a, a thought, a critical thought. So I was, um, two six-year-olds, they uh, taped me to a desk chair with yarn and they put stuff over my face. And I was like, oh, hey, creative play. Here we go. That's cool. So they took a, a laser pointer to my hand and they said, oh, I'm cutting off your hand. I was like, oh, oh, it hurts so much. Fostering creative play. And then they put a laser pointer to my foot and they said, oh, I'm freezing your foot. And I was like, oh, it's so cold. Put laser pointer to my chest. Oh, I'm breaking your heart. I said, Daria. You need to stop, okay? Society has broken my heart because you two are playing a game called police state. <laughs> what did I do? Why am I tied up to this desk chair with yarn? And they said, uh, you stole a laptop. You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And they looked me in the face and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. Yep, that's, I know. Oh, is everybody white here? Cool. <laughs> well, it's all about the police, you guys. I want to abduct a fifth grader. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. I, I want to win the motherfucking science fair. Therefore, I need to abduct a fifth grader because I need to take some science things into effect. I need to take some swabs and go on the Muni and find out if the 22 does have chlamydia. How much feces is on the nine owl versus... The 9L. This is funny things. I'm also, I, uh, this is another thing I want to try out with a small child. I want to save the vegans. Anyone a vegan here? Any vegans? I eat vegans. Good, because those assholes. Well, okay, so vegans will breastfeed their children. Therefore, we can make cheese out of their milk. So I'm gonna take a fifth grader and we're gonna take breast milk and we're gonna make beer cheese and we're gonna save the vegans. This, if this doesn't work for you, third idea. Uh, I'm an alcoholic and uh, I vomit a lot in the morning. I drink water that I put in the refrigerator. I think it's about 32 degrees. I drink it in the morning. Now, if I vomit into a cup and we take the temperature of the water, how many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? Like, this is very exciting for me. Like, I get to deal with my bulimia issues and, you know, okay, I shouldn't ever have children. Yay. All right? We figured that out. I want to steal children to be a terrible person. 
guys keep saying they want to dip their balls in my mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with that? Let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. So if you can dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs, because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, I kind of want it to taste like summer camp. S'more dick, please. Less balls, s'more dick. Just want an uncircumcised guy. Want to pull up his dick. Want to pull his foreskin up over his dick. Want to put whiskey in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. (laughs) Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. Two, you got to keep it clean. You got to clean it all that schmegma. Boys are gross. They're gross. Okay. Well, thank you guys. That was a set that I'm going to do at Cobbs on Sunday. So hopefully, I mean, that was verbatim. Hopefully they like it more than you did because I'm fucked. Yay! I'm fucked on Sunday. No, uh... Can someone provide me with a list or people? Is Joseph here? Yes. Oh, goodness. Thank you so much for saving my life. Really, guys, that's exactly like verbatim the set I was going to do on Sunday. And after this, I'm like, maybe I should not do that set. Oh, oh, it's just, I was just running my material. Will they laugh? Oh, bless God, oh, they laugh. I'm so scared. Oh, wait, we forgot to sing the song. Before Greg comes up, let's at least sing the song. M-U-T-I-M-Y, comedy, Cobas comedy. Comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. Feel free to smoke pot in here. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! Our first comedian of the night. What a lovely human being we have up for you. You guys are going to laugh your asses off. For Greg Ghetto! All right, guys. Welcome to Sacramento versus San Francisco. Comedy. Um, I just want to give it to Sacramento right now. Uh, you guys drove all this way for this show. Uh, so you guys win. You guys can have it. Uh, the show, I, why don't you know why we're doing this? I mean, it's I love Pam, but like you love the Golden State. We all knew it was going to happen. We all knew this was going to be the outcome of this. We should have canceled. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it should not be happening right now, but you guys are amazing. I'm sure you guys are very funny. I have to do another show after this, so I, I thought we were gonna, I could say the whole show. I apologize, um, but you guys win, okay? So put it on Facebook. Give us the finger. You win. That's all you guys. You can have it. Comedy sucks. <laughs> um, but I'll do it. I'm going to do a couple jokes, and then I'm going to leave, and whatever. Um, no, it's a, it's an exciting time, actually. It's a good month. Um because my mom, my mom just turned, uh, she turned six years old. She made it, you know, crazy. And, uh, and I, I, no, I don't care. I didn't fuck her. Fuck her. I don't give a shit. I did not buy her a gift. Um, and a lot of people think that's shitty. Like, why would you not buy your mom a gift? It's her birthday, right? And uh, it's because um, I don't buy gifts for people 
that used to hit me. That's uh, <laughs> not how I live my life. Uh, I mean, like, round of applause. Whoever, who, who, who's ever spanked as a kid growing up? Round of applause. I, I like how I said round of applause and you raised your hand. Uh, you got hit hard. Uh, right in the head. Um, <laughs> oh, raise a round of applause. Right here. Uh, it's funny. Um, no, I remember, I remember one time specifically, I was like four or five years old, and my mom was spanking me, and I was laughing at her, uh, which is the wrong move. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Bad move, Greg. And, uh, and, and I had like this plastic bowling set growing up as a kid. I had like plastic pins and a plastic ball. And, uh, and I must have been playing with it, because while she was spanking me, she reached over, grabbed one of the pins, and started spanking me with the toy. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, um, but when you have the realization that your parents can use your own toys as weapons, um, your Christmas list is a little different next year. Uh, <laughs> I had so many sweaters by 15. Uh, it's crazy. No, I, lo I actually, I actually, uh, I love my parents. You know, they always kind of like growing up as a kid. They always supported me. I played hockey growing up, and we all we traveled all over the country for this. And uh, and, and like we would go on a road trips, and they come with me. So we get like a we get a hotel room. There'd be two beds. They'd be in one bed. I'd be in the other bed. And I remember one night I was like 13 years old, 13 years old, and I woke up in the middle of the night to my mom being like. No, Steve, no, we're not doing it. He's right there. And my dad said, Greg, Greg, it's fine. He's sleeping. <laughs> What's the problem, you know? And my mom's like, no, Steve, we're not doing it. I remember just lying there and being like, stay strong, Mama Bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no means no. Don't fuck dad. Please don't fuck dad. And God bless my, my, my mom. She did not end up fucking my dad, which is awesome. Uh, but then she followed that up with the world's loudest blowjob I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> it's so big. Ugh, ugh, and you're like, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> classic mom. Uh, <laughs> keeping me on my toes. Um, no, when I'm when I'm not doing this, I, I'm a, I'm a Segway tour guide. Uh, that's hurtful. Uh, too loud of a laugh for that. Uh, that's what I do for my life. Uh, it explains my tan lines, right? And uh, and I was given a Segway tour the other like the other week, and I and I saw a guy die on the top of a double decker bus. Uh, yeah, he had a heart attack apparently, and they were doing CPR on this guy for like 20 minutes. And uh, he ended up dying. And, uh, and his wife was just crying over his dead body. And I remember just looking at it and being like, I want that. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I want to die necessarily. Uh, but what I'm saying is if I die, I want someone to cry over my dead body. Uh, kind of romantic that way. Uh, Cause like don't don't get like don't get me wrong like right that's what I'm okay that's all I'm saying is like Dinah tour bus is 
I want to murder you right now. Uh, this is this is past cool, and I just want to rape. I want to put tie a new. Uh, never mind. Um, that's a good thing about wire cords. You can murder people with them. Uh, no, but all I'm saying is I'm gonna finish this joke without a principle. Um, Dinah tour bus is sad, right? But like Dinah tour bus alone, way sadder. <laughs> I don't know. If you know that. And uh, as soon as I saw that moment happen, I updated my Tinder to Tinder Plus. Uh, <laughs> gotta find love, right? And, uh, and do you think she wrote a Yelp review? <laughs> like, <laughs> killer tour. Uh, I hate, I hate, I hate her laugh. I hate, it just feels mean, right? I feel like she's not being genuine. It just hurts my feelings. Uh, <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> Jesus, it's worse than my dad watching me. My dad doesn't even like laugh, but at least that's better. Um, no, I, I so I've been doing Tinder dates. I'm gonna end on this. I've been doing Tinder dates, and I had the worst Tinder date uh, a couple days. I don't, what, I don't know. It was like a week ago, two weeks. I don't know. I try to forget about it. And uh, and she showed up 30 minutes late to this date. And she shows up. She's like, I'm so sorry I'm late. Like, it's been a crazy day. My brother, like, she showed me a picture of her brother. Her brother's kind of a bigger guy. And she's like, my brother, he apparently he took a knife and he stabbed himself like three times in the stomach for like a, for like, and like a suicide tip. It was, more, it was more of a cry for help, you know? Like, he's fine. He's in the hospital. He didn't hit any organs. But like, it's been a crazy day. And I was like, and this is how she fucking opened, okay? Like, this was... Dating's hard enough, you know, and I got this is what I had to deal with for an opener. So how'd you guys meet? Uh, well, she told me about this shit, and uh, we's bonded, you know. Uh, but I didn't know what to say. I really had no, I had no idea, because like this is the, one of the saddest things I've ever fucking heard. Because that means her brother realized that he's at least this fat. Because <laughs> like he didn't hit any organs. Like he's totally. He's totally fine. Like, that means her brother has to lose this much weight before he can kill himself. Uh, very sad way to start a relationship. Uh, my name is Greg Ghetto. I hope this is fun, guys, and have a great rest of your night. Greg Ghetto, everyone. Oh, my goodness. What a way to start this. I still have no idea what's happening. I have no list. I know. I'm completely unprepared for the Warriors to lose. I was really thinking they were going to win. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it was just, well, I just, I don't, but I, I needed like a list or if anyone wants to like raise their hand and say they want to go up next, that would work out. <laughs> That'd be, are, are you William? You're William Island, aren't you? You're, oh, you're, oh, you're from, you're from New York. Oh my God, you guys, your next comedian, he's from fucking New York. That is big. He's here. He's like. Fuck the Warriors. What the fuck happened in this city tonight? Where is everybody? But we say, we're all here to listen to the amazing comedy of Billy Presida. Yay! Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Fantastic. Um, yeah, I came all the way from New York City for this. No, I didn't. I had other plans. God, for Jesus Christ. Um, no, it is nice to be here. I'm having a weird culture shock, though. Uh, y'all are really, really polite out here. Wow. Yeah, except for her. Uh, no, I'm all right. Thank you. I'll take you up at the end of the set. I got like, I've been taking a bunch of lift lines all over the place, and I get in the car, and then the different strangers of the lift line are just talking to each other <laughs> like people. Like asking about their day, what they do for a living, where they're from. I'm like, what are you doing? Look at your phone, read a book, stop talking to me. How dare you sully the good name of Steve Jobs and interact with human beings. He gave you an iPhone for a reason. Not to talk to each other in a lift. That's crazy. We don't, we don't do that in New York City. You get in, you get in an Uber pool, you keep to yourself, you don't talk to anybody, man. I got into an Uber pool once, and uh, I tried talking to the, other, to the other rider, and they arrested me for disorderly conduct. It's, it's very not allowed out there. It's very strange. Uh, I do like New York City, though. See, uh, I see a lot of weird stuff when, you, when you're in New York. Like, I was underground one time. I was waiting for the train to come. Doing the platforms, having a really intense conversation on his cell phone. He's like... Yo, you dead, you hear me? I'ma kill you. You miss my kids. Who? Man, I'ma get you. I'ma get J. I'ma get Q. I'ma get the whole alphabet, man. You dead. You miss my kids. And then I was just like, wow. How's this dude got reception on his cell phone? Oh, my who's this carrier? I wanna switch. I'm thinking, why is this Asian man so angry? You all thought he was black. Even you two are like, fuck, that's one of ours. Shit. Uh, yeah. But I'm seeing weird things here in San Francisco. I was walking down the street. I passed a guy. He had like a heart-shaped tattoo with the word mom in it. I was like, wow, that dude's a moron. I mean, like, what's he going to do when they break up? <laughs> oh, he didn't think that one through. Um. I just had a 10-year high school reunion. It was a little bittersweet because uh, a couple weeks ago, a kid I went to high school with jumped in front of the A train. And uh, it was a real shocker because, like, we all thought he OD'd years ago. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like losing a friend twice. It was really sad. I think it's very important for you all to know about me. Uh, pretty much, you know, up top, uh, I met my girlfriend at a sex party. Yeah. And I agree with most of you. I don't think I belong there either. <laughs> I get it. You know, my body type is orgy alternate. Like, I know where I stand. I know what's going on here. He looked up. He's like, wait, let's take another look there. No. Uh, yep. No, it's a little, little doughy. little doughy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know I'm not fat, you know, I'm not like a big guy. Uh, you know what it is? I just want the type of body where I don't need to have a good personality. Dude, it's like that, you know, like my goal weight is to be an asshole. That's what I'm shooting for. I still want to be a good guy, you know? I just want women to be shocked when I am. Like that's how, that's how high I want to be. Yeah. I want abs that say, I'll take them back. It's fine. Um, you know, just give me this ice pack. It's, uh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. 
I'm all, I'm always on some sort of diet. It's pretty nuts. I you know I did Weight Watchers for like four years. Um, that was crazy. I used I did this one diet. I, uh, I I I counted calories and did nothing with the information. You ever do that one? <laughs> Y'all have done that one too. It's cool. Isn't it fun? It's you feel like a seven year old proud of how high you can count. <laughs> yeah they, yeah they never really told me to stop. I was like, you know, 3,001, 3,002. Right now I'm on this diet. It's called the slow carb diet. Uh, it's, where, it's where you don't eat carbs for six days of the week. And then on the seventh day, I murder a box of puppies. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Help me. Um, <laughs> I mentioned my girlfriend before. We're uh, we're in an open relationship. Yeah. That, that means my girlfriend, right? She has sex with other men, and I pretend to be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun thing. It's very fun. Uh, but it means I get to go to the bars and try to like hit on women again. That's not a good idea for anybody. If I uh, one time I made out with a lesbian at a gay bar, didn't go well. We were making out. Then she stopped abruptly, shouted, "I can't do this!" and <laughs> And then, and then she ran out the bar. So, like, I don't turn girls gay, but I do keep them that way. I can affirm that for them. Tried hitting on a little person. At a bar, yeah. It's difficult, man. And I could tell she wasn't interested, you know, because, like, she kept saying that thing that women say when they want you to leave them alone, you know? She just kept being like, I'm seven. Very irresponsible bouncer, I agree. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. My favorite dating site is Craigslist. Yeah. Seriously, where else could you show up for casual sex? Leave with a 19th century coffee table. Come on. <laughs> Nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, you don't get you don't get that deal, man. I try fuck Tinder. I try. I went on a Tinder date. Go up to her place, didn't really work out, didn't really have chemistry. I tried to leave her a PS4 and she called the cops. I was like, what? <laughs> this is how we do it on the CL. Come on. Come on. Sometimes audiences get weird at me when I bring up Craigslist. I was like in I was in uh, Mishawaka, Indiana, and uh, and they all look at me like they've never been on Craigslist before. I'm like, motherfuckers, I looked up your local Craigslist scene. Do you want me to read some ad titles? <laughs> I recognize half of you from the shoulders down. Come on. I know you're on there. Craigslist is a beautiful thing because like every, and no matter what you're into, it's on Craigslist. You know, you can find it there. No matter what you want, whatever you're into. You could be a black midget construction worker who likes getting fucked while wearing a diaper on a trampoline. There are seven people on Craigslist who will fuck you that way. It's beautiful. I remember the first time I, I, I met up with anyone on Craigslist. I was a, I was a bright young 19 years old, um, and I applied for a gangbang. Because at 19 years old, I had never been to a gangbang. At 19, I'd also like never paid taxes, rented a car. I might have been skipping a few steps now that I'm starting to think about it. I've been getting ahead of myself. 
But I, I saw this ad. It's like, hey, we're going to go be a bunch of dudes. Fuck a chick. I'd be like, oh, sounds like fun. Uh, and if you don't know what gangbang is, just picture like male privilege, the movie. Looks a little like that. Yeah. Which we all know is different from a gay gangbang because we all know that's male privilege, the musical, right? It's, it's, um, that's a cute one. That's a cute one. I like that one too. But I did. I went to this place and I, I got in. I got accepted. And when you, when you get accepted to a Craigslist gangbang, you feel like you won the lottery because of like hundreds of dicks. Yours was special for the only time in my life. And so I, I went to this apartment. I'm 19 years old. I'm taking a crosstown bus to go get naked with a bunch of grown ass men. And in the scenario that this woman wanted, right? She wanted, uh, she wanted to walk into an apartment and catch a group of guys watching porn and then in this weird mommy son role play scenario she was going to punish us all by sending us to the bedroom and making us have sex with her i know right it's like where were these moms when i was growing up yeah and i did it i went to this place and this weird older dude with a tan that does not belong and him opened the door he's like come on in brother and i'm like all right and i got naked i was 19 and i got naked with grown men what's wrong with me i got and, and there was already porn on the screen when i walked into the apartment i don't know if you've ever like watched porn when you're not masturbating it's unsettling <laughs> you, you start to realize how violent that shit really is you know it's guys just like choke on my dick gag on my balls i'm like why are you so angry you're having sex with a porn star, man. You won. Like, be happy. But I did it. I, I masturbated with grown, strange men. And then, like, 45 minutes in, I started to, like, look around uh, at the two dudes over there and, and the guy to my left. And I'm thinking, like, hey, where's the chick? <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was a scary thought to have. Uh, so I, I waved the white flag or white sock, whatever you clean up with. And I left and I was like, no, thank you. I don't know if you've ever like accidentally watched a gay porno. Cause you thought it was going to be like a threesome video, but the chick never showed up. <laughs> yeah. I lived it. That's uh, that's something I have to live with now every day. That's yeah. It's okay. It's okay. There would be, there would be happier gang bangs in my future. It's okay. I have a crippling gambling addiction. I also don't know what amount of time I'm doing. I'm just going to... one. Okay, cool. Um, I have a crippling gambling addiction. That's a, that's a fun one to have. Uh, my favorite game in a casino is craps. My favorite game in a casino is craps. Craps is the one with the big table and the dice. And the way you play craps, take your money. You put on this thing called the pass line. Then the shooter throws the dice. And then the dealer takes your money away. And you don't understand why. That's how you play craps. Uh, I knew my, my rock bottom was, uh, I, I was walking in Brooklyn, this girl, she was collecting money to help kids beat cancer, and I didn't donate, because they're on my bookie, and I put $1,000 on cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she went into remission, so Billy, that joke was very expensive for me to write, all right? Um, I'll leave with this. I remember the first time I had sex with someone older than my mother. Let's talk about it. Uh, I didn't know she was older at the time, though. I was, I was getting dressed. I was like, hey, what year were you born in? Because uh, I thought that was smooth. And she was like, 63. Don't tell me I'm older than your mother. And I was just like, uh, 
Which month in 63? <laughs> and on that tepid laughter, I was Billy Priscilla. Thank you all so much. Keep it going for your host. Lucky us. Yeah! Here we are at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, I am wasted, not because I imbibed any alcohol here, because I know that the ABC has come and we're not allowed to do that. Uh, I did it all at Bender's, where they have an actual license, which was nice. Thus far, I have, which means I have no idea who's up next. So you can raise your hand. There we go. Oh. You're arm in love, right? Yeah. Are you arm in love? That's who you are. Okay. I'm right. I'm trying so hard. To, it's hard to remember. You, you know, you meet comedians and you shake their hands and you try to remember their first and last name. And you meet them multiple times and you're like, yeah, sure, you should come all the way from Sacramento to San Francisco for this show. Yeah. Thank you for driving all the way. I really appreciate it. You guys are going to freak the fuck out right now. So your next comedian is going to blow your mind. Everybody, all the way from Sacramento. I'm in love. Yay! Shit. Yo, Pam's a boss. Is it, is it on? It's on, huh? All right, cool. It's my. It's on. Hey, uh, the New York guy was funny. Where'd he go though? He he dipped. Oh no, no. All right. Hey, you were funny, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty good. Uh, yeah, man. Warriors, huh? I know. I'm gonna remain neutral on that subject because there's more of you than me. So. Yeah, man. Interesting game, though. Interesting series. Good set, my guy. Uh, yeah, man. So what the hell? I'm glad that dog left. He didn't laugh at anything all night. It was a very rude pet. Anyways, I'm I'm in love. Um, let's get right into it, man. I'm a black guy. Let's deal with that. In California, right? Oh, the dog's back. He's <laughs> like, I heard what you said about me. Uh, yeah, I ride places with people who are not black. My not black friend was in the car with me. He was doing everything wrong. Texting, drinking, driving, and everything. Probably, you know, I'm not going to snitch on him. But like a responsible uh, brown guy, I'm like, yeah, hold on. Is that the cops up there? We need to get all this beer out the car. We need to get all this shit out of here in case we get pulled over, right? So he looks at me like, Yo, really? We need to get you out the car. The cops hate you people. You dark guys. The system is against you, Blackie. You need to wake up, man. I'm not getting shot because you black. It's not fair. So I jumped out because I'd have a better chance of surviving that instead of getting pulled over, man. So make a little note of what I did there. Killed myself off in that story for you guys. Because I, like, love you guys, man. So, okay. So, let's tackle a serious issue. I don't trust Dora the Explorer. No. <laughs> you know? Get her out of here, man. An unattended minor with a backpack and a monkey? 
I got way too many questions for this young lady. You know what I mean? This has got a map that talks. I could forgive everything else, but use GPS, bitch. Or ask the map where to go. You don't have to sing songs to get everywhere. So, so I just came back from the dead in my previous joke to talk about Dora the Explorer. That's how strongly I feel about it. Wake up, nigga, she's a terrorist. That's all I'm trying to say, man. What's in that backpack? Make her open the backpack in the cartoon. So anyway, it's enough. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? Anyway, um, I've been having a hard time dating. You know what I mean? Um, just recently, I realized I'm way too short for uh, rough sex. It's never going to That's the cards I was dealt. I'm fine with it. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine, okay? But I always meet young women who want to get physical with me. I don't get it. I was dating a young lady who used to play fight with me in public and win, okay? Just Indian burns and titty twisters on the daily. I had it up to here with her bullshit, all right? So one day I was like, listen, um, we need to sit down and uh, <laughs> we need to just have a civilized dinner. Me and you, it's going to be really romantic. I can't wait, okay? We get there and out of nowhere, right? I just punched her right in the throat in the middle of Red Lobster. She got her real good, yeah, because she likes it like that. I'm a gentleman, man. It's okay. Women in the crowd, don't worry. She got her revenge. Drop kicked me in the knees. There's cheese biscuits everywhere. It was love at first fight. It was beautiful. We don't need a counselor. We just need a referee. It's okay because she's a dirty fighter. I never win those fights. The, I mean, I did. I sucker punched her at the restaurant, but she's got no. Nah, she's ready. She's no. Nah, she got a razor blade under her tongue. You can't trust her. Why do I attract these women? So look, man, I did that joke in Houston about a month ago, and they did not like it. <laughs> Domestic violence is a real topic out there. <laughs> but uh, look, man, on a serious note, uh. If you think I'm really punching my dates at Red Lobster, <laughs> it's a it's a happy hour now. You can trust me. Your throat will go unpunched. Don't worry. You know I got Trump hands. They'll do no damage. They're really small. It's all good. So uh, look, let's get let's get to know each other, okay? You know what I don't like. I don't like when people try to force astrology on me. I don't believe in it, but everyone's trying to get me to believe in it. I was just at dinner talking about it. Um, yeah, so, uh, nah. Well, according to astrology, I'm a Gemini. I don't, I don't understand it. I got in an argument with a young lady who does not know me, and she was like, yeah, you are a two-faced and a backstabber and all types of shit I'm not. I'm like, first of all, you don't know my history with backs. I can stab you anywhere, you know what I mean? Don't try to pigeonhole me based on the month I was born. And uh, she was like, no, you are fake and a liar. I'm like, look, motherfucker, I'm real. I exist, I got a social security number and all that shit. You can have that insult back. But I was thinking, man, people take it serious, you know? Somebody I know lost their dad, he died, and, uh, and uh, so I checked on her. I was like, yo, is everything okay? Because her dad died. She's like, hey, look, um, my dad was a tough loss, but we're going to get through this because me and him are Leos. And uh, I was like, yo, I put my uh, hand on her shoulder. I was like, your dad was a good man. 
And I just, he would want me to tell you that astrology is made up. And I walked out of his wake, man. I didn't come here for that shit. I didn't come here to talk about religion. I came here to be sad, you know? Plus, she said, we're gonna make it through this. That's already a lie. Half of you is dead. Like, it's a weak family. I didn't say that, nah. It's it's fucked up, right? It's fucked up. Uh, Yeah, man. Um, Me and my last relationship ended bad. See how fast I can get through this. It was really bad. Um, She was an identical twin. I'm going to tell you what happened. We ended bad. It was my fault. She had a twin, and I fucked up one time, and I got him confused, right? And I fucked her friend from work. Like, what would you do in that situation? It was, you you know what I mean? What am I going to do? Nah, misdirection is fun. Uh, But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know what I loved about her? You know my favorite thing about this young lady? She used to put twerk videos online for everyone to see. Just And I love that. You could tell by how we're not together no more. I loved it. And uh, when I look at a twerk video, I just go, damn. um, That young lady will bounce her ass for anybody with a data plan or access to Wi-Fi. Like, she's a keeper. I had to lock her down and introduce her to my grandmother. She could shout my grandma out on Instagram. It'll be great. You know, it'll be really good. Um, It's tough for me dating. Um, Let me see. Let me see. I know one thing, though. Family's not everything. Forget a transition. Family's not so great. You don't pick them. I was with my cousin at a wing stop, and he said this, and I quote, can't make this uh, bullshit that he said up in my head. Um, he said loud enough for everyone to hear, oh man, these wings smell like sex. Really loud. And I'm like, hold on, man. Is that what sex smells like to you? When you're making sweet love to your lady, that's the aroma that you are reminded of? But in my head, I'm just thinking of uh, two detectives, right? It's a real somber scene. There's a murder. And they thought they'd done all they could do to figure out what happened in this house. They're walking out, and one's just like, hold on a second. Hold on one goddamn second. Johnson, um, is that tangy barbecue I smell? Someone's been fucking in here. This was a rape. This wasn't just a murder. Is that lemon pepper they did anal too? This dude's going down, man. Dude's going to fry. And Johnson's just in the back agreeing like, yeah, that's how I knew my marriage was over. I just kept coming back at 3 a.m. smelling like mango habanero. She just knew. She just knew I was cheating. Fuck. How much How much time? <laughs> one minute one goddamn minute we gotta uh be easy on uh we gotta give santa a break on whether he's real or not that's my point the man is running a non-profit he's giving <laughs> sorry, uh, he's giving pe- uh, presents away <laughs> that's tough just fucking let him make it you know but he's definitely enslaving those midgets <laughs> uh but uh that's why um that's why he can't <laughs> that's why he can't divorce Mrs. Claus. I can see her in court just like, I want half the midgets. <laughs> why did I say that? Uh, <laughs> oh man. Just know uh if you didn't <laughs> if that'll make you laugh. 
<laughs> just know you either are against the word midget or for slavery. So you gotta you gotta pick a struggle. Like, <laughs> uh, which one is the fucking funny to you? Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Um, oh man, all those date jokes were just jokes. Don't worry, it's okay. They're real. <laughs> all of them are real. Uh, Pam, you're a boss, man. I love Muni Radio. Wow. All right, you guys are good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in love, everyone. He's he's in love. I'm in love with his set. That was very funny. I was very happy. There's Journey and her weird dog. Can we get her and her weird dog on stage? We got it. We just did Sacramento like a champ. Sacramento coming out with big guns blazing. Boom, boom. Pow, 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 pow. I don't know any sounds. I don't know what sounds are. I'm like, all right, sounds. But what up? Where's our next? We what, what about Clay Newman? He's not here either. Craig Gettle already went. So we have I guess. I guess. I guess we gotta double up with Sacramento right now. Oh, uh-uh. because San Francisco looks like it flakes. Like what happens with San Francisco just in general? Like that's a that's a thing that happens. No, it is. Uh, your next comedian, well, the Warriors, oh, I'm, t- 